ladies and gentlemen, it was a cold-blooded, premeditated murder. We find the defendant guilty. Cheers. Cheers. Episode seven. Is it seven? I don't know, math. Oh, it is seven. Nemo is six, so. We're drinking Bloody Marys. Mm. Episode yeah. seven, guys. Thanks for listening to some of our episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like one or two. If you're still here with us, you probably heard like two minutes of every single episode. <laughs> and then instantly <laughs> click away. Well, we are very, very appreciative of every single one of you listeners. Um, we wouldn't be here, literally wouldn't be here without you. I so. wouldn't be alive if it wasn't for humans. I bet, like, we, we wouldn't be in this podcast, but you joking. took it, like, too far. I'm just fucking kidding. Existence. <laughs> um, today, I am actually going to be telling Molly a story. I'm excited. I just got back from vacation, and yeah, I'm ready. To not do anything. <laughs> ready to sit back and relax yeah, and do some s- true crime? Yeah, ready to just listen and not even <laughs> give a shit. Um, I'm actually going to start off with the real story behind the movie of Jennifer's Body. <gasps> Whoa. Okay, so I've, do, I've, do I don't know. Yeah, yes, I know the movie. Okay. I don't know the case details whatsoever at all. Okay. So this is going to be great for me <laughs> Yay! seriously okay. like i wanted to know about okay. this one and i've never researched it so like i'm excited so i mean in jennifer's body obviously like megan fox is the person who is like the satanic person whatever sacrifice like i honestly i've never watched jennifer's uh body yeah same so <laughs> but i know a lot about it and like you know who doesn't yeah but it was based off of a specific crime in 1995 um and it's the satanic slaying of elise Poller. awesome are you ready not awesome sorry yes i'm ready i'm so ready <laughs> i want to know i want to know <laughs> not awesome we're sorry <laughs> sorry but not all right so elise marie Poller was born on april 24th oh no i know she's a taurus i know holy crap it's, and my birthday is literally april 25th so i'm like ooh. Oh. <laughs> but she was born on april 24th of 1980 in arroyo grande california mm. i'm pretty sure i said that right but i could be wrong but anyways uh she was the daughter of david and lisanne Poller. Mm. All right, so Elise Marie Poller was described as this, like, very lively and friendly girl. She was very active in sports. Um, she also had a lot of love for the theater. So she mm. was, like, trying to act. Like, she wanted to be a movie star. Um, and she was also a part of her church choir. Mm. She also had hopes of becoming an actress, of course, but that was, like, everybody at the time in California was, like, oh, Hollywood, Mm -hmm. because it was blowing up. I mean, obviously, in, like, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, like, Hollywood was a thing, but in the 90s, it was, like, Mm. prime time to be a star. Yeah. Um, She wasn't an ordinary teenager as far as, I guess, like, schooling goes. Like, she wanted to be normal, but she wasn't doing really well in school. Um, that's one of the reasons why she had a lot of hobbies instead of, like, academic achievements. Yeah, she was, like, part. a creative person more yeah. than, like, a knowledgeable mm-hmm. or whatever. Exactly. 
she did do the normal teenager stuff though like she would creep out of her parents home to drink alcohol she'd smoke pot she'd like party she'd do the normal the fun the normal things that you know an, an, an ordinary like 15 year old girl would do in 1995, so this is the time frame of when the crime happened, and I want to give a little bit of a background information on how California was at the time, so that way you can truly understand yeah. the reason behind everything. So in 1995, this specific area in California was considered a hot spot for crime. Oh, no. There was over a hundred violent crimes reported, including gang violence, rapes, stabbings, and shootings just in her hometown. Oh. Okay. So this year is also where Elise became or be, became another statistic in crime. Oh. Ookies. So on one night where she just wanted to be a normal 15-year-old, of course, she snuck out of her parents' house to hang out with these three young men, 14, 15, and 16. Shut the hell up. She was 15 at the time. Oh, okay, okay. So I, she was young. She was around their age, you know. So 14, 15, 16, and Elise was 15 by herself as well. Um, they all wanted to go to Eucalyptic Grove to kind of hang out and smoke weed and just and just chill. Just you vibe. Know? Yeah, just be teenagers for a second. Yeah. At this time, Elise was then held down, stabbed, and raped after death. Oh, necrophilia. Mm-hmm. They literally had sex with her while she was dead. Yes. They, yeah, she was literally slayed. She was stabbed so many different times. And yes, I'm foreshadowing by saying the word slayed. Because that'll be a huge part of this case later on. Oh, God. And I'm really excited to tell you. Oh, for sure. Oh, okay. Yay. Oh, God, no. So, (laughs) well. I'm We're not, all here I mean, for one reason, people, the and actual, it's to listen to true crime. The actual murder itself, I mean, I'll, I'll definitely get into, and I'll get into all of that as well, but just keep the word slay. Oh, it's right in the top of my brain. In mine. I can taste it on my tongue. <laughs> so the three boys that went out with Elise that night were called, were called as if they were, were names. <laughs> um, Jacob Delishmutt, mm. Royce Casey, and Joseph Fiora, or Fiorella. Sounds good. For now on, I'm going to call them by their first yeah. names. First name basis. Two you, out of three don't. last names are just way too complicated <laughs> for me. Too, too, mu- too many letters are too in many, it. Yeah, too many syllables. <laughs> <laughs> but um, all three of these boys played in a metal band called Hatred. That's and original as hell. Hatred, they would sing songs about the devil and all three of these boys practice Satanism. Oh, good. The spooks. Oh, no. <laughs> she has previously met Jacob at the Mariposa Community Recovery Center mm. just recently before her death. So months prior to her Recovery? death. Recovery? Were they addicted to drugs? Yes. They were both getting treatment for drug and alcohol usage. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Uh, she also met Joseph 
at her same high school. So they were in high school together um, until recently when he left. And then Royce, which was uh, Royce Casey, the third person, um, he was actually just a regular friend of the two boys that would just be in the group sometimes, you know, okay. he'd, yeah. he'd hang out, chill, but he didn't really actually know Elise. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. He was he a was friend of a friend. A friend of a friend's, an acquaintance, if you will. Yeah. So on July 22nd of 1995, this is where Elise's parents were thinking that she was actually sleeping upstairs when in reality she decided to sneak out into her home to hang out with the three boys. Yeah. She just wanted to hang out and smoke some weed with Jacob, Royce, and Joseph. And they thought, well, she thought that she was just going to have a grand old time, a normal like weekend adventure. So once they got to the Grove, this is where Jacob decided to strangle her with a belt that he slipped from his waist. Oh, okay. Royce held her down and Joseph pulled a hunting knife and started plunging it into her neck. My face was in, like, total shook mode. (laughs) I was like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) So once he did that, once Joseph pulled the hunting knife and stabbed her, it was then Jacob's turn next, and then it was Royce's. Oh, my. She's already probably gone at this point. Well, here's the thing. She was stabbed a total of 12 times and never died directly (gasps) from any wounds. She slowly bled to death. Uh, okay. And the, one of the reasons why they all decided to have a hand in her slaying is because they didn't want her death to fall onto one person. Oh, they're like, everybody's going down with this Exactly. Oh. So if she were to die, we don't know who actually killed her. Everybody had their own part. Ugh. Yeah. Creepy, right? Ugh. To even think smart, of that. Creepy. I mean, it's smart, it's like, but this also... This sounds messed up, but... But if you're actually thinking about that, it's kind of like, for one, what is wrong with you to the point where you've well, actually yeah. thought about that detail in murdering a At young girl? 15? At 14, 15, Ugh. and 16? Like, wow, that's crazy. You're crazy. You're crazy, and you need Jesus. <laughs> so after they verified that she was, in fact, dead hours later, all three of them began to rape her corpse. Oh, before going back home to one of the boys' garage to work on their music. Is it, like, messed up that I want to ask if it was protected? Like, why do I always, like, I always am wondering, like, do they have protected sex, like, when they do that or no? I feel like, honestly, if Uh, you're to the point where you're like, I'm just going to murder some girl and have sex with her corpse, it's kind of like you're not thinking about getting this girl pregnant. That's really true. But I'm also thinking, like, why would you want to leave DNA? But at the same time... So, I don't know. That's a good point I didn't think of. I was just thinking of the logistics. Anyways, continue. (laughs) Like, she can't get pregnant, but also, like, you're leaving I don't know. I just, like, want to get into the mind of somebody that's doing that. Like, what steps are you thinking of? Like, how do you, how, like, what's going on in your brain? From the down to the very details. That's that's why I'm curious. (laughs) No other reason. That's just why. (laughs) Sure. She's, like, plotting a murder and Uh, rape in her head. uh, Oh, my God. Sorry, that was blunt. Wow. I'm so sorry. I it's completely okay. take that back. It's okay. We like true crime. It is what it is. Yeah. I do believe yeah. that. Molly will never <laughs> knock on wood. I mean, saying. I'm a girl. I don't need protection. I mean, <laughs> hey, I, well, I'm not uh, a uh, protection. Nope. This is fucking true crime. Anything could happen in true crime. Bingo. <laughs> 
So while Elise was reported missing the next day by her parents because they didn't find her in her room, it wasn't until eight months that her body was found. So they went eight months without knowing where their child was. And obviously they probably did like a search and a manhunt and all that. Exactly. Stuff, but wow. So these boys knew of a specific place. So this is a local place in their hometown that they knew that most people don't really go to unless you're local and knew about this exact spot. Wow. So the boys planned it, I mean, to a T. I'm scared that people are smart. For real. Shooketh. Shook. So her body remained in the eucalyptus uh, grove in the, like, area where she was murdered. And it wasn't until March of 1996, so again, eight months later, where one of the boys, Royce, Uh led authorities to her badly decomposed body. Uh, Like, fully almost decomposed. Yes. (laughs) Eight months later, you're Mm -hmm. pretty done. Yep. His reason for that was because he said that he changed his religious views from Satanism to Christianity. Mm. So he wanted to confess to this crime and sin because he felt like he couldn't change his views unless he fully, like, you know, confessed to everything that he did. He wasn't going to be accepted by God because he shut God out so many times before. He had to confess. Obviously, that's the part of Christianity Mm -hmm. is confession. So Exactly. Now, the other two boys were then arrested and charged with her murder as well as soon as the body was found. Yeah. Based off of... Was it buried? Um, no. Oh. It was not buried. It was... So... We'll get there. Okay, sorry. That was leading to my next point. I'm I'm excited. Um, In fact, Royce also stated that they had sex with her corpse (gasps) on several occasions for the last eight months that she was hidden. (laughs) I'm so sorry, R.I.P. everybody's eardrums, but, like, <laughs> I've never heard this, so I'm, like, genuinely shook in the fact, like, you stank dick. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't. Um, anyways, so Royce also told investigators that Elise Pollard cried out for her mother oh. while being attacked. No. Oh, my God, I want to cry. And he said, I quote, she was on the ground praying to God and calling for her mom. Yeah. My jaw dropped <laughs> to the floor. And some articles um, that I was kind of, like, reading on as well also suggested that um, she started, like, repenting all of her past sins. Oh, my goodness. Like, she apologized for being a crap child to her <gasps> parents. She said no! that she, she thought she deserved this for sneaking out on the night where she told her parents she was sleeping. I could honestly relate to that just by being a, a shitty kid myself when I was sneaking out. Like, oh, I... Oh, God, dude. Yeah. That's, like... Really for, haunting. For a child to be so scared to the point where you're like, I was I was a crap kid. I'm so sorry. I shouldn't Ex- have done to this. Realize. Like, to realize her actions before death. Like, that is mm. mind-blowing. I really am hurting right now. Royce also said that he, Joseph, and Jacob plotted Elise Pollard's slaying for more than a month. Ugh. 
talking about it often while playing the death metal music in his band, Hatred, you know, like they would practice and then they would stop. They would hang out, drink beer, smoke and talk about the slaying of anybody. At first, it wasn't just Elise. It was like they're they're trying to sacrifice somebody. And then they realized it was Elise that they wanted to sacrifice Mm. for their band. I'm really sad. Uh, the band was also styled after a famous oh, no. group. Oh, no. Slayer. Oh, that makes sense. I Hence think, the foreshadowing. Okay, um, yes, yes. I heard about Slayer having to come out and say, like, hey, like, mm-hmm. just because people murder people, they listen to my music, does ding, not ding, mean... Ding. Do they talk about that in it? This is That's the case. That's crazy. This is the case. Oh, it's all coming together. <laughs> so, yeah, um... And Slayer's albums, like, they feature lyrics about, like, the devil sacrificing virgins and death and, like, you know, um, slaying other people and, like, the, using the blood for sacrifices and, like, satanic shit. Of course. You know? Yeah. I mean, they're Slayer. Rock on. Yeah, rock on. <laughs> but according um, to Royce, Joseph also had several books on Satanism. So that's one of the reasons why they decided to practice that religion. Mm. Um, And they would play Slayer's music and just constantly talk about how once they made the plan, they wanted to sacrifice Elise to Satan. That is, do they, do you, do they talk about how they came to choose, choose her? Yes. Okay, cool. Chill. I was just asking, I wasn't going to ask about it, but just tell me when it comes. I'm just curious. You're jumping ahead, okay? No, I'm just curious. (laughs) This is my case, Molly. (laughs) Fuck. So, although Elise was reported missing, the police also stated that they might not have retrieved her body if it wasn't for Royce's confession. Because mm. they knew that she was missing, but they obviously had no idea who could have done it, where she could be. Like, her parents thought she was sleeping. They had no clues. And the case for the first, you know, six months was hot. And it started to go cold because mm-hmm. they had nothing to go off of. They didn't have anything. Royce also said that he came forward partly because of his newfound religion, just kind of like how I touched base on before. Um, But when he testified, he also believed that Jacob and Joseph also planned to kill again. Ooh, well, yeah. (laughs) Uh, They told him that she wouldn't be the only one, that there would be others, that if they were to sacrifice one virgin, like, who's to say how many virgins that they need to sacrifice? She was a virgin. She was a virgin. They wanted to sacrifice a virgin. How'd they know that? So they chose Elise. Oh, my God. Mm Mm-hmm. Royce also feared that he might be the next victim because he had tried to kind of distance himself Mm. from the group. And then once he was fully distanced, he remembered a lyric from the band Slayer, of course, stating, if you're not with us, you may no longer exist. And the boys would constantly remind him of this one little (gasps) lyric. Constantly. They yeah, would that's text definitely him. an omen. Yeah, they would text him. They would call him. They would come over as soon as they see him, you know, walking around the streets or whatever. And I'm saying texting him like 1995 was huge <laughs> on texting, so I'm sorry. It's probably not. like AOL I am. <laughs> I am. If they had yeah. that. I just think any, like, messages or whatever is a text. Is a text but, like, <laughs> It's thanks. probably a letter. letter. Frickin' millennials. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Um, but yeah, so they they were constantly just reminding him of that one line from Slayer. 
So we got scared. I mean, I would also be scared if somebody were to constantly tell me, like, if you're not with me, you're against me, and you're dead. And they literally murdered somebody. And they already, I would, I would exactly. Yeah, I would be terrified. Yeah. I'd be like, they're trying to murder me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of the investigators also said, um, you know, that he wanted to know exactly why they decided to do the slaying of Elise. And Royce answered, it was to receive power from the devil to help them play guitar better. Oh, by making this perfect sacrifice to the devil, they would gain more craziness or nuts, as he said, that would make him play harder, play faster. And by making this perfect sacrifice to the devil, it might help them go, quote, professional. I feel like I'm ha- like, have you ever seen Tenacious D in the Yes, I That's literally what like- I'm thinking of. Like, <laughs> in my head, I'm like, well, okay, I guess like, I see it. Like, literally rocking against the devil <laughs> for your soul. Like, <laughs> a rock off. <laughs> Fuck, that's not funny, but it's funny. Like, it's that funny. was literally, when I was researching this case, all I was thinking about was Tenacious D. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, Royce also told the prosecutors that the trio plotted to kill Elise since she had blonde hair and blue eyes. She was a virgin, so she would be the perfect fit for a sacrifice to the devil. Mm. So one of the songs that was um, basically the inspiration behind the killing of Elise was Altar of Sacrifice makes sense by slayer of course uh, every everything that i'm now talking about the entertainment industry okay. for the most part is going to be about slayer okay um so the lyrics go high priest awaiting dagger in hand spilling the pure virgin blood mm. yeah that makes sense crazy so just when you thought it couldn't get worse oh no but wait there's more <laughs> Uh, the three young boys actually attempted to murder her once before. Oh, no. And failed. And she hung out with them? So hear me out. <laughs> once before, uh, she thought that the boys were just kind of hanging out with her and joking around. You know, being typical rough boys. Um, they enticed her to kind of go into like a rural area to of course hang out smoke weed listen Mm. to music do what normal teenagers do but when she walked over to the spot where it was like a steep ravine uh one of the boys pretended to slip down and kind of as Mm. as like a ruse you know like oh my gosh i'm slipping help me type Mm -hmm. of deal and um it was just to kind of get elise to the bottom of the pit so no escape no escape exactly this is all based off of Royce's confession as well. So he is explaining this story to the investigators. And once they found this out, they wanted to learn more about the very first time that they premeditated her murder. So as soon as she was down into the ravine, Joseph tossed another person. It wasn't even the third person in the group. Uh, tossed a separate friend, an unknown friend, a knife. And he froze. Oh. He didn't know what to do. Yeah. So Elise just kind of played it off and thought that the boys were just being, like, funny or whatever. Like, oh, my God, like, you're murdering me. Ha, ha, ha. You just wanted to get me down here to this ravine. But in reality, it was a set plan in motion that the other three have set. And this fourth person just came in and did not expect that to happen at all. Oh, yeah. So... 
and and the other teen however he of course just kind of stood there shocked and unprepared and so royce kind of just told the investigator this story that joseph and jacob were kind of antagonizing this unknown like teen saying do it do it do it mm. do it constantly oh, and wow. that's why elise thought that they were joking and never reported it oh yeah i mean if if i was a young girl 16 i would probably wouldn't think too much of it either you don't have that yeah. life experience to to know that something really bad could happen and, exactly. and with crazy people around you and this isn't like her first time hanging out with them either yeah. like yeah she only met you know um obviously she went to high school with one of them the other one was a friend of a friend and then the other one was also somebody that she met in rehab yeah so you generally think that you know these guys yeah and they want to murder you. And they've tried to do so once before, before they actually did it. Like, yeah. that is so crazy to me to think that, like... That's the ultimate betrayal. This could have been a warning for her. But because she was so young and, like, wanted to be a part of, of you know, the livelihood of her young adult life, mm-hmm. she just missed all of the red flags. Oh, God. Harsh. Very harsh. So after, of course, all three boys were arrested, Joseph then admitted that he was the one who first hinted at the occult with his friends to see if they were interested in following Satanism. Mm -hmm. When they realized that they were, um, you know, officially down to become Satanists, he all started to, like, share his thoughts with his friends, and it turned out that Joseph knew a little bit more than what the other two boys thought that he did because he was the one that had all of those books on satanism and so he was the one that was kind of poisoning their minds into thinking that this was normal he was like the ringleader exactly yeah he had the most knowledge of the subject so he was essentially becoming the leader of the group now that Joseph, like, defined his leadership, he also continued, like, his education, collecting all the books that he could. Um, he researched everything about Satanism, fellow Satanists. Um, he also had, like, a lot of information on Aleister Crowley. Oh, Aleister Crowley, yeah. Yeah. He, that's, a, that's a crazy story. And we he should was, cover that. Oh, for sure. But he was following everything that Aleister was doing. Yeah. And just basing his own life on that shit. Okay, well, that's an expect- that's, how that's you know. an expectation right there, sir. Yeah, that's how you know. Oh yeah, the group also started kind of communicating online with other Satanists, and they started breaking into graveyards, scooping out graves oh, that they wanted goodness. to rob. So this is kind of when they started doing actual like work for Joseph mm-hmm. alone, because that's how he defined his leadership role was: you listen to me because this is what other Satanists are doing. So they wow. just thought this was normal. Dang. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> um, so before his conversion to Christianity, and we're going back to Royce, of course, um, it, were, it would appear that he was kind of like having a hard time dealing with all of this because mm-hmm. he knew what he did was wrong. And he, of course, didn't know how to go from being a Satanist to a Christian. And he was very struggling, you know, uh, very struggling. He was struggling <laughs> a lot with the two religions. Um, he decided to write a journal and he had a continued theme about how he was fighting for the other side, meaning Christianity. Yeah. Um, Royce also wrote about how Satan had risen and now is reigning 
basically the world. Oh, like, wow. he genuinely believed that Satan took over his life, and that was the reason why he decided to play his part in the slaying of Elise. Wow. He got a little... Yeah, a little psychosis a little going crazy. on. Yeah, a little Jesus. crazy. Mm-hmm. He also believed that serial killers would make the devil happy and how they could kind of appease him more by erecting temples um, and that killers should sacrifice virgin meat to their dark lord. He also wrote about how he enjoyed going back to the grove and admiring his evidence of like spirituality and like supremacy and all that stuff too. So like he was genuinely intrigued by the murder and that's one of the reasons why he wanted to switch to because it was scaring him it how was scaring consumed him. it was yeah. becoming for him exactly that takes a lot of willpower to yeah. be like this is not okay like i'm scared of like You're, what i'm becoming yeah. and i'm gonna change pulling my himself out of the hole oh for sure now all jacob had to say about it was how it all started he said it was harmless at first he only used to smoke weed, play guitar, kick it, you know, just listen to heavy metal and be typical teenagers. Um, and then Joseph asked a question that would like literally change everything in Jacob's life. And he, Joseph asked Jacob if he'd be down to sacrifice a quote, whatever virgin. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, Jacob, of course, didn't take it seriously and that um, he was saying that Joseph stated Elise was their ticket to hell. Nice destination. (laughs) (laughs) And that is exactly what they did. I mean, in in fact, it was literally the ultimate sin, you know, against God. And that was uh, the ultimate sin against God is a quote from Royce in his journals. Oh, wow. Yeah. He knows everything. So in the end, um, all three pleaded no contest to the murder of Elise and were sentenced to serve 25 years to life. And all three are being held at different prison facilities inside California. Oh, wow. But it doesn't stop there. Oh, okay. So now we're going to kind of get into the topic of Slayer Mm -hmm. and the trial against them. Oh, no. So after the trio's arrest, so many people wondered, like, you know, what could have caused these three teenagers to really attack somebody, like, so viciously and, and like, I don't want to say carelessly. I mean, violent in, in a way. But, I mean, that's violent yeah, as hell. Exactly. So, and, and a lot of people were very bothered by this crime. because uh, I'm bothered. To sacrifice somebody to the fucking devil? I mean, I'm bothered more so at at the having sex with somebody that's death for eight months the more like okay i don't want to say more than but like that's just a, a level that just adds something like, really wrong you have a borderline and they crossed it yeah they crossed my border when they started having sex with an eight month dead person woman like um like yeah know. so and it raised a lot of questions for society in general yeah So they were also asking, you know, was it the drugs? Because, of course, in the 90s, everybody was like, oh, slowly going into the fact that, like, marijuana is a gateway drug, you know. So they wanted to know if it was drugs. Um, And even Jacob told authorities that they were drug users. They were taking, like, meth and acid regularly. Uh, Okay. But he never once said that it was the drugs that made him want to do it. It was genuinely, like, they wanted to sacrifice because they wanted to play better. They wanted to be Slayer. 
Yeah, I mean, I agree. Like, doing hardcore drugs doesn't necessarily make you that. It does, But it's the gateway drug. <laughs> but it does definitely skew your perception oh, of reality yeah. if you're taking dropping acid and, and meth. Those are hardcore yeah. things. Yeah. Well, also, society kind of wanted to know whether or not it was, like, the influence on death metal bands just as a whole and how they have, you know, very, like, satanic lyrics and stuff so they wanted to see if that was kind of like how today where people are like oh violent video games they're the ones that are doing gun control and yada yada so they wanted to know if death metal bands were the cause of this crime i'm just gonna say this to anybody right now it doesn't matter what you listen to what you play what you do a killer is a killer on the inside and Mm -hmm. that is what you are not the things you watch and listen to yeah done you already had the thoughts or at least enough like neurons firing you had something enough inside to recognize it that saying that you wanted this and that you were enjoying listening or watching or doing whatever so your enjoyment just goes up from there and if you can't control yourself that's on you yeah. you can't blame other people the music the video games you can't do anything you are you have to blame your own enjoyment on exactly. watching and listening that's 100%. it yeah they don't do it obviously to like say hey we're gonna talk about sacrificing a virgin and we want you to do it too yeah like, it's entertainment it's exactly. entertainment anyways exactly. sorry i'm like <laughs> i just got on the rampage <laughs> but yeah so all three of them admitted that they had practiced of course satanism and they were very interested in the occult so much that it became an obsession which then continued to consume them and their lives so they started blaming this crime to shift their reality into a fantasy world fueled by the music and drugs, music specifically by Slayer. Oh, a few years after the murder, Joseph and Jacob also told Entertainment Weekly that Slayer's music, of course, had nothing to do with the murder. Years after. Oh, God. Even though they had already stated that that was the full reason and intentions for sacrificing her, um, now, of course, they're saying, no, it wasn't Slayer's music because mm-hmm. of the repercussions of this crime. They also wanted to state that the murder was not intended as a satanic sacrifice, that they just felt like something was overcoming them and they had to do it. Okay, so they're just flip-flopping all over the place <laughs> just to say stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, court records also showed that before his sentencing, Joseph also told a probation officer that he had, in fact, been influenced by Slayer's music. And in his confession to the investigators, Royce also said that the three, you know, boys referred to themselves as Satan's children and Original. have previously discussed killing um, Elise in a devil worshiping ceremony. So they're trying to recant yeah, all this everything. stuff, but yep. in reality, we have on record that you said Literally. it's because of the mm-hmm. music, it's because of all this stuff. Yep. Yeah. So there was also a lawsuit filed in 1996, so a year after Elisa's murder, naming Slayer and several other record labels as defendants in seeking monetary damages oh. and a halt to the practice of marketing violent music towards juveniles no yeah no you're not yeah (laughs) Uh, the case attracted national and international attention because of the potential impact that it had on like the entertainment oh yeah um you know world and industry and the possible limitations of the first amendment right oh it's big 
That's which, so true, though. We yeah. should be able to listen to what we want to. Or, or it's not our fault. We should also be able to like. I don't know, sing about what we wanted to. You can like that was exactly. It's not like Slayers murdering people on stage. Exactly. That would be a little oh, I just thought of Ozzy Osbourne like him. with that bat. Yeah, that that wouldn't fly today. But, <laughs> but he can do what he wants. <laughs> um Elise um her parents filed a lawsuit against the band specifically, which claimed that their music encouraged the murder, claiming that the songs Postmortem and Dead Skin Mask gave their daughters, like, the daughter killers instructions on how to stalk, rape, torture, murder, and commit acts of necrophilia. Mm, I don't like necrophilia. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I shouldn't have laughed at that. Like, You're I think laughing it's, at I'm my laughing misery. At you. You're laughing at my I'm pain. I'm laughing at you, not at necrophilia. Let yeah. me just draw the line there. God, I'm That's just never so, okay. Did that, they did not give you instructions. You decided. But anyways... So in 2001, so five years later, a ruling was entered, which was, of course, watched by every music industry in the world. Yeah. In the world, not just in the United States. It was international news when this ruling happened. Um, And a judge stated that the lyrics written by Slayer um, may have been offensive, but they did not incite three teens to murder. In fact, the judge, and this is in quotes, stated, Slayer music, or Slayer's lyrics are repulsive and profane. And he had a 14-page decision on why they're, you know, offensive, but not murder characteristics. Mm. So he also stated, but they do not direct or instruct listeners to commit the acts that resulted in the vicious torture and murder of Elise Pollard. The judge also ruled that the music is not harmful to children, and as the plaintiffs alleged, he added that it is not illegal to sell or market the product, and it is protected by the First Amendment. That's the right choice, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he essentially threw the first case out. Yes. Hence me foreshadowing the first case. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Stay tuned. Oh, no. Um... The judge said that there is not a legal position that could be taken that would make Slayer responsible for the girl's death. He also stated, where do you draw the line? You might as well start looking through the library at every book on the shelf. Fuck yeah, dude. That is like, that is real as hell. Mm -hmm. That is so real. Yeah. Like, you might as well just not say anything ever. Her parents were not happy with this ruling. I can see that. Of course, of course. I mean, nobody would be happy if it was directing like directly affecting you and your loved ones and if it was your loved one that passed away but at the same time i mean as elisa's parents you would also think that they would be okay with having the trio like already sentenced you know there's i'm gonna say this right now if anybody in my family anybody that i loved got brutally murdered or murdered for any case there's no amount of justice to be served to satisfy yourself that's fair and i think this in particular it's it's just an extension of that like they need they're hurting and and it's only an extension of the justice that they think that they need exactly which is why they filed a second suit okay (laughs) so thank you for that (laughs) (laughs) um this time they kind of went a different route they said that they um based that slayer knowingly distributed harmful music to minors and that's in quotes 
It do be like that. It do be like that. It do be like that. Mm -hmm. So this time, the law firm Milberg West Burchard, Hines, and Lurch. Like, that's a freaking... I'm going to say a specific high-profile law firm. (laughs) (laughs) They also um, represented her parents, uh, Elise's parents. And they stated that the distribution and marketing of the obscene and harmful material to adolescent males constituted aiding and abetting of the criminal's acts described in this complaint. Yeah. So they also (laughs) felt that, like, none of the vicious crimes against Elise would have occurred without, of course, the intentions of Slayer. But that's not fair to say because they idolize Aleister Crowley, which is a historical figure. Exactly. And that's just not fair to put that on Slayer. Just all on Slayer because of one boy's confession. Yeah, that's not fair. I mean, obviously, the other two boys, they also said that they were trying to, you know, uh, claim Satanism as a religion and everything like that. So, in reality, it's like you are forcing all of of Satanism on one band. And, yeah, that's so not fair. They didn't, they're not the first and they're not the last. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, this whole entire time, all I've wanted to do is Slayer! <laughs> Slayer! <laughs> Um, the record label also said that they warned the public at, and the children's parents. Um, they also put a sticker on albums, like yeah. all of their albums, Explicit stating the warning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, the parental warning. And that Slayer's albums also contained violence and sexual language in the lyrics warning as well. So anybody who were to buy these CDs, they knew there is going to be warning signs on them. I think it comes down to don't let your kids listen to stuff if you're genuinely that afraid of it. Yeah. True. Bottom line. I also said CDs because I haven't said that word in like <laughs> downloadable <years>. content. <laughs> well, it is CDs. I it mean, is at the CDs. time, it was CDs. Of course it was. It just felt weird rolling off the tongue. <laughs> yeah. So the law firm also stated that the warning stickers that the record labels were required to put on the CD cases you know, expressed explicit language. Uh, they actually act as an advertising device oh, and drawing no. in kids. So that was their whole, like, second lawsuit. It's a warning. Like, that's it. like saying, yeah. like, don't eat Tide Pods. Yeah. Oh, that makes them more delicious. Yeah. Like, um, a quote directly from the law firm stated, the fact is our society does not allow kids to watch or even get near a snuff film. That's fair. Still, minors can go out and buy snuff music anytime they want without their uh, parents knowing anything. Well, now that we have the internet, kids could be on the internet watching massive porn. Yeah, thanks Google. Yeah, thanks Yahoo's. (laughs) But like for real, like there's no stopping your kid from getting to any material. Mm Mm-hmm. So, the second case that Elise's parents filed was also dismissed by the same judge. Oh, my goodness. Uh Uh-huh. And that judge stated, I do not consider Slayer's music obscene, indecent, or harmful to minors. Dude, that guy is rocking out every night. (laughs) Yeah, he's probably, like, a huge metal fan. (laughs) He's like like, I'm pretty sure he's, like, listening to hair metal, like, every single night. he's listening to classical music. (laughs) Classical music, and he's just appreciating the obscene art. (laughs) He's just appreciative of absurdity. Absurdity. No, 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 it's not obscene. Remember, he stated it's not obscene. So, my bad. Sorry. (laughs) 
So even though the albums were required to carry the parental warning um, because of the violence and sexual language, they also stated that it's not suitable for underage listeners. So if you were underage and you have obtained this CD, that is not by fault of Slayer. Of course it's not. Exactly. But the fact that a judge had to decide that, that's insane to me. It's like... Like, Slayer did not physically hand your child a CD exactly. and say, kill people. Exactly. Exactly. Um, at this point in time, Elisa's dad had just had enough. So his name was, of course, David, again, just to review. And David stated, there's a whole generation of children out there that are being fed this music. It's like feeding a child a little poison every single day. We're saying enough is enough, and that's the reason for our two lawsuits. Okay, David. Okay, David. I get it. I mean, I, I, get, I get it, it. David. Like, I it's, do. It's he lost his daughter yeah. to potentially this, so I exactly. understand that 100%. Yeah. Um, Paul, I want to say Bostaff. Sounds good. I just don't want to get sued by Slayer. So he was the drummer by he was he was the drummer of Slayer. There we go. So I'm gonna say Paul, the drummer for Slayer, also gave an interview um, with Guitar World magazine, and he stated, "They're trying to blame this whole thing on us," when he clearly thinks that the blame should be put on the killers only. Of, of course. Of course. Of course, yeah. He also stated, if you're going to do something stupid like that, you should get in trouble for it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> like, Clearly. we're all here for you, Paul. We get it. I we get don't that. want you to go to jail for other people's the actions. The only person to blame is the person it's who a, did the action. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. Which you would think would be, like, standard common sense. Right. And it apparently wasn't to Elise's parents. Yeah. I mean, it was. I'm, I'm assuming they probably had that conversation. But at the same time, like you said, once you're grieving, there's no amount of justice that That's going to fill that in. void. Exactly. Yeah. Um, he also continued to, like, point out how the killers didn't even follow the necrophilia sacrifice rituals. Oh, my that God. That the band had detailed in their songs. So they didn't even follow. So that was his main point of this whole entire case is, I'm sorry, if you're going to blame us for everything wow. that you did, at least follow our instructions that we talked about in our song. I'm mind shook, and I kind of want to know, like, what the differences of them were. Do you know? Did you <laughs> I, have them? I didn't, I didn't want to know. Okay. I mean, I wanted to That's know, fair. but I didn't want to know. That's okay. Because it, it wasn't really playing out with this case in reality, because, like, obviously, they did what they did, and they stated it was Slayer and whatever else, but their music is very, very graphic mm -hmm. in general, so it's kind of like, when you think about it, just slaying this girl, stabbing her 12 times... And um, I don't think I mentioned this earlier, which I do apologize. While they stabbed her, they were also stomping on her neck. You should have said that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I That's forgot. massively I sad. I just thought of it right now. And By I was the like, way. I don't know why it wasn't. I'm pretty sure it was in my notes, but I don't think I like saved the little Damn. comment. I do apologize. That's really sad. And I fucked up. My heart. But, so, yeah, um, Slayer's version was more graphic than that, of course. It wasn't like you're going to strangle somebody, stab them 12 times, stomp on their neck, and then let them bleed out, and then rape them. It was more graphic of, okay. of like, breaking. I do know this part. It was, like, a breaking ribs. Oh, no. Like, tearing the heart out, stuff like that. 
type of deal. Which is, like, very cartoonish. Cartoonish, but very, like... But graphic, yes. Ritualistic as well. Oh, absolutely. Like, I'm sorry, I've never heard of just a satanic ritual that just stated, like, let your victim bleed out. Right, it it's is more, very It's gra- more graphic. It's, it's more, yeah, more details than that. So that was basically what Paul was saying, is that he was like, you didn't even follow our instructions. If you're going to blame it on us, at least do step-by-step instructions. Yeah, like, like your case is invalid even more Exactly. Now. Yeah, nulled. Nulled. <laughs> Nullified. Um, so, yeah, so basically, like, what if they would have followed, like, their ritual perfectly? That would Do you think, you know, it would have changed potentially, anything? Potentially. Do you think that that song would have, like, became more obscene and like complicit to murder or do you think that it just would have been another you know second uh trial being dismissed probably a second trial being dismissed i think because it is still freedom of speech interpreting somebody's speech into real life is different yeah that's fair now we're gonna kind of get into the aftershocks of it all so Obviously, time has always been, like, changing people's minds on on this subject specifically, especially now that we're moving a little bit more away from the entertainment industry. Like, it's not so consuming our lives for the most part like it was back in the 90s. It was all we had for entertainment. Exactly. It was just the music industry. funny cat videos to watch for hours. (laughs) Now we can be on YouTube, so we're good. (laughs) But it also seemed that, like, a lot of uh, the killers kind of give more thought after prison like that's just kind of a usual thing like i murdered somebody and now i'm gonna reflect Uh, and they're getting older exactly yeah so jacob did do some reflection and he had a complete change of heart about what pushed him towards doing the murder so before the Mm. trial he agreed that you know him and the other two boys said that slayer's music influenced him um but after a few years in prison he changed his mind he gave an interview with the Washington Post, and Jacob was now pointing the blame on someone else. Oh, no. Yeah. He stated, the music is destructive, but he was no longer blaming it. That's not why Elise was murdered. She was murdered because Joe, which was Joseph, yeah. was obsessed with her and obsessed with killing her. Yeah, that's pretty smart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he moved the blame off of Slayer onto Joseph rightfully so rightfully so he was the ringleader of this whole thing so when joseph was up for probation he also talked about his motives and what the music did to him he quoted it gets inside your head oh goodness okay he just is deflecting (laughs) okay joe yeah okay joseph (laughs) um he reflected on his crime a little bit differently um and he said It's almost embarrassing that I was so influenced by music. It started to influence the way I looked at things. Okay, but you're looking at things through a very evil lens (laughs) from the beginning. Exactly, yeah. So none of them were putting, you know, blame on the drug usage or anything else. It was either... The mind-altering substances. Exactly. It was either Slayer's music or Joseph. Which, in reality, I'm going to put my money on Joseph. Um, Joseph, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, while the second trial was happening, um, the prosecution also stated that they researched the band Slayer's music. And it was actually the song 213, maybe it's 213. I don't know I don't that know. song specifically. 
But um, it seemed to describe the cause of murder more than any other songs that they had. Okay. So I quote, Erotic sensations tingle my spine, a dead body laying next to mine, smooth blue-black lips, I start salivating as we kiss, mine forever, this sweet death, continuing with, how I love to kill you. Oh, romantic. It's it's kind of romantic it's, it's in a honestly, way. It's honestly like beautiful lyrics, but like I understand how somebody with a skewed brain could be inspired by that, but it's yeah. not Slayer's fault. At the end exactly. Of the day, it's not Slayer's fault. So now, of course, um, you know, Joseph's parole was starting to slip away. Um, they also were kind of contemplating, not contemplating, but going back and reflecting, not contemplating, um, that they were actually really embarrassed about the whole entire reason of which drove them to murder Elise. Yeah. Um, they were asking whether or not it was, you know, to get the perfect girl to just lay there and be theirs without rejecting them, or if it was to kind of, you know, see um, if she was going to refuse to give them what they really wanted. Mm. And they didn't even really know what they wanted. They weren't sure if they wanted a girl to notice them, or if it was, you know, crazy enough, they thought a corpse would actually give them you know, the guitar playing skills they absolutely needed to go so they, professional. they realized that they might have been delusional the whole time. Exactly. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So uh, Joseph again changed his mind about the reason behind the crime, of course, because his parole had already slipped away. Like his chance of getting parole was already gone. So then he decided to change his mind again oh. for the reasoning. Um, to this day, he is now saying that the music had nothing to do with the murder. He had an interview with Entertainment Weekly just explaining his expressions um, and that it was fully him thinking that he needed something more. Makes sense. Um, he also claimed that the crime was never intended as a satanic sacrifice, so he just must have wanted to, you know kill he must have just had that urge to kill and that's what i was saying before is like it's in you or it's not in you you kill or you don't exactly it's one or the other one or the other but yeah oh is that it yeah that's oh, it dude i loved this case yay that's crazy i i feel so bad for elise's parents because oh, yeah. i generally my heart goes out to them i totally uh, yeah. get it but i get that being rational about your daughter's murder also needs to happen. Yeah. I think I understand both sides because imagine just, like, going to bed and waking up one day and your daughter's gone forever. Exactly. That's, like, un- incomprehensible, and yeah. none of us will understand that unless you go through that. But, like, it is kind of crazy that Slayer got so much flack for it, but I do see it. So it's just, yeah. that's just some pop culture life shock right there. Yeah. All right, well. That was amazing. Thank you for your story, Amber. Yay! That was great. And thank you guys for listening. Yes. Um, rate us on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, dude. Leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> That's the Please. best. Please. And we will see you next week. Yeah.